This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Tuesday, February 18th. Good morning. I'm Jeff Nally. Here's today's headlines. More MFP this year? Farm groups to announce climate initiative and hits keep coming for Bayer on herbicides. Conaway, third round of MFP likely. The top Republican of the House Agriculture Committee, Mike Conaway, says that the Trump administration will likely authorize a 2020 round of market facilitation program payments despite telling farmers not to count on one. I think there will probably be an MFP3 given that what's going on with the coronavirus in China may in fact make it difficult for them to keep their import commitments under the Phase 1 trade deal, said the Texas congressman speaking at the Crop Insurance Industry Annual Meeting in Florida. Now take note, House Agriculture Chairman Colin Peterson, who met with the industry on Friday, indicated that USDA may not have the funding authority to make another round of payments without action by Congress. Lawmakers must periodically refresh USDA's borrowing limit under its Commodity Credit Corporation Authority it has been using to make MFP payments. The last time Congress acted on the limit was on a stopgap funding bill last September. The outgoing president of the National Farmers Union, Roger Johnson, thinks the Trump administration is likely to repeat the MFP this year for political reasons. You know, it's an election year. My guess is we'll get another one, even though everyone in the administration is saying there won't be, Johnson told reporters. But Johnson also is betting that MFP won't be repeated in 2021. He said, I doubt very much you're going to see it next year, and that will be a really, really big challenge for agriculture to deal with. Johnson is retiring from his post at NFU's annual meeting, which starts March 1st in Savannah, Georgia. Cotton exports projected down despite Phase 1. Economists at the National Cotton Council are projecting that cotton growers will plant fewer acres this year and that U.S. cotton exports will fall despite the Phase 1 deal with China. Cotton acreage is forecast down 5.5% to 13 million acres because of cotton prices relatively weak in comparison to corn and soybeans. U.S. exports are expected to drop slightly, even though shipments to China are expected to rise by 25% to 2.5 million bales this year. There are record stocks outside China, and the U.S. will face more competition from Brazil and Argentina this year, that according to Cotton Council analysts. Farm Groups to Announce Climate Initiative Congress is out this week, but there will be plenty going on in the nation's capital starting tomorrow. The American Farm Bureau Federation and major commodity groups will be announcing the formation of Farmers for a Sustainable Future. The initiative, which has the backing of 21 organizations, is aimed at giving farmers a voice in the development of climate policy. By the way, USDA officials have been meeting recently with commodity groups to talk about the department's objectives around climate change and sustainability, integrating innovative technologies and practices into USDA programs. According to sources, USDA is talking about developing an innovative strategy for U.S. agriculture by leveraging the private sector. Also this week, 
USDA's annual Ag Outlook Conference kicks off on Thursday. Opening session will feature a conversation about the future of agriculture between Ag Secretary Sonny Perdue and Silicon Valley veteran John Harnett. Harnett, a former executive with Palm, a smartphone pioneer, is the founder and CEO of SVG Ventures, an investment technology and advisory firm. Bayer facing another huge herbicide award. Bayer is vowing to appeal the $265 million jury award against it and BASF for dicamba damage to a Missouri peach farm if it cannot successfully overturn the verdict through post-trial motions. An outside counsel for Bayer, Christopher Hahn, told reporters over the weekend that while Bayer empathizes with the peach farmer Bill Bader of Bader Farms, there is no concrete evidence to show dicamba was present on his peaches or that exposure to dicamba starting in 2015 caused damage to trees. Instead, the damage was due to amarillo root rot, he said, disputing testimony from Arkansas weed scientist Ford Baldwin, who said the fungus weakened the trees, making them more susceptible to damage from the herbicide. The plaintiff's view, Don Downing, who leads a plaintiff's leadership team at a multi-district dicamba litigation, said the Bader trial is a good indication of how other juries might rule in similar cases. Enviro's welcome Ohio plan to limit runoff. Ohio's decision to develop a pollution diet for the western Lake Erie Basin is drawing support from environmental groups who have long sought strict controls on agricultural runoff into the lake. Ohio's Environmental Protection Agency says it will develop a total maximum daily load plan in the next two to three years, citing impairments to recreation and drinking water due to harmful algae and mycosin. The Ohio EPA is recognizing the reality that TMDLs are required by the Federal Clean Water Act and are necessary to alleviate western Lake Erie's toxic algae bloom problems, according to Howard Lerner, executive director of the Midwestern Environmental Law and Policy Center, which had sued the state seeking the TMDLs. The Ohio Farm Bureau doesn't think TMDLs are the way to go. But OFB Executive Vice President Adam Sharp praised Governor Mike DeWine's recognition that a state-driven process will be more effective than federal regulations, the Toledo Blade reported. Taiwan trade complications show coronavirus impact. U.S. exporters are having a difficult time shipping fruit, vegetables, tree nuts, wine, meat, and other commodities to Taiwan, showing how coronavirus quarantines, port closures, and suspended cargo flights around the world are tying up the complex web of international trade, that according to USDA's Foreign Agriculture Service. Seven of the world's ten largest container ports are in China, and countries are increasingly imposing lengthy quarantines on ships that have traveled to China. Information is slow to get out of China, where USDA has only a few remaining officials stationed. The FAS report out of Taiwan shows the increasing difficulty of shipping goods. Systematic delays are impacting overall U.S. agriculture exports bound for Taiwan and around the world, according to the report. Here's today's He Said It. 
This foundation of our lives, our communities, and economy is too often failing us. Too many of our policies are outdated, our investments insufficient, our priorities unclear. That Zachary Schaefer, president of United for Infrastructure, talking about U.S. infrastructure needs as he opened a town hall with four Democratic presidential candidates in Las Vegas on Sunday. Well, that's Daybreak for this Tuesday, February 18th. Brought to you by Watkinson Miller and Dairy Management Incorporated. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak, I'm Jeff Nally.